0: We're, uh, yeah, gents, I think we're on, boys, but um, we'll just Woo! give our raging fans just a couple of minutes to join us. Obviously, smack bang on our 8:31 and 59 seconds uh, for an 8:30 kickoff, so uh, exactly where we should be, but um, we'll give them a couple of minutes to uh, to join us, obviously. But uh, Nick, welcome, brother Shane, always a pleasure. Uh, before we jump into it, uh, gents, how was the week, Nico?
1: Hello Nathan. Hello Shane. Hey Nick. Yeah, it's good to uh, it's good to be back two weeks in a row, isn't it? It's nice. It's uh, it's getting comfortable. Something new. Uh, Yeah, I hope that uh, different time slot though. So we're still a bit here, there, and everywhere, but that's okay. How was your week, Shane? Tell us something funny or exciting.
2: Oh, look, it was it was excellent. Uh, went to a third birthday party on Sunday, and things got a little bit uh, a little bit haywire, which is always fun. Um, and then noticed on Foxtel, they were advertising something quite exciting. It was a, uh, a Tom Cruise month of all his movies. So I have been absolutely pummeling Tommy Cruise over the past couple of days. Not literally. Not, uh, yes, I know. But working through the Eyes Wide Shut, of course, is one of his classics into Top Gun, into a little bit of collateral. So... It's been there's some fantastic scenes and eyes wide eyes wide shut. It's been great scenes. Yeah, very, very spiritual. I suppose based on the time slot we're in tonight, we could probably talk about some of those scenes. Have <laughs> you seen
1: have I've you seen, seen Eyes Wide Shut, Nathan?
0: Uh look, look I've seen snippets of it, Nico. I think it was oh, a, bit yeah. of a fast forward <laughs> back in the day. Might have been about uh 16, 17. Fantastic you've acting seen, in it, I think, um, at that stage in their lives. So great outcome.
1: Yeah. You, so you've seen snatches of the film.
0: Yeah, I've seen i I've seen a couple of shots, as it were. But um, look, mm-hmm. gents, let's get into it. Um, first of all, welcome back, Good ladies and gents. Works. If you haven't seen the, uh, if you haven't seen the viewership, and we don't get caught up in views, but uh, four and a half thousand views, episode two. If you don't mind, Shane. But um, wow. welcome, lads. All pleasure. That's all right, isn't it? It's all right. Yeah, great all number. Right. But, um, Shane, what were you up and about this week?
2: Oh, look the cold weather the the return of the cold weather it feels it really genuinely feels like it's footy season now. we're deep into it um, the winter solstice has come and gone um, and that's what I was um, particularly excited about and obviously I'm getting a little bit swept away with your boys I think the entire the 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 Australian media, not just football media sporting and and current affairs they all are getting lapped up by this uh, this orange tribe from down on the, on the Gold Coast. So very exciting to see Matt Real possibly put his second best on ground together and firm up in the Brownlow tip. He, he's a big chance. He gets it, and a he cheeky uses look it.
0: today. See what he's what's paying? He's, what's, he, bucks, what's he paying? 30, 90, oh, 30, 30, something. I don't know. No idea. Sure, <laughs> sure you don't. Sure you there's don't a, know. That's a range of numbers. <laughs> Pick your favorite. But, um, I think who was. I, I did have a little cheeky look. I can't remember who's uh, topping it still. So I think Dusty still might be thereabouts. I think Fife was shooting about uh, nine bucks or 13 bucks. But um, strong start by uh, by the kid. I did sneak him a cheeky little DM in Instagram too, by the way. So, uh, and if Andrew you're watching, dance. brother, get on. Oh, God. Get on. <laughs> uh, boy. Hey,
1: Matthew.
0: Hey, uh, Matthew. Hey, hey. hey. But, uh, no, Gold Coast Suns, mate, it is a great time to uh, be a ravishing supporter of them. Nikki J, welcome, mate. Uh, How was your week? More importantly, what were you up and about about?
1: Nathan and Jane, I'm, uh, it's very telepathic, myself and Jane, similar stuff. The Gold Coast Suns were close to being my up and about week, but I'm I'm about, about footy clubs. How good are footy clubs? Football clubs are everything. So you've got age groups varying from 17 to, you could be the 80-year-old boot starter. But now that particularly in, in this part of the world where we live, where restrictions are allowing us to get back to footy, there's no better place to be. There honestly is no better place to be. So I'm up at about, about footy clubs. And I'm a bit of a shout out this week, I'm wearing the Falcons beanie. Uh, my my boys down there in, in Melbourne have uh, yesterday found out their season won't be going ahead. So uh, just throwing this one out to to the boys, and I hope that they stay healthy and well and uh, bring on 2021 for them. But uh, fortunately, up here in the Sunshine State, we've kept things in kept things in check and footy will go ahead. So I'm up and about about footy clubs. Nathan, what are you up and about about?
0: Good question, Nico. Look, I'm up at I'm up and about about uh, the show. To be fair, we've got a bit of traction. It's um kicked off a little bit sooner than we thought. I thought by uh year four and a half, I thought we'd get some traction, but it's good to see everyone jumping on board. Um, gents, let's get into the long bomb. We had a brief discussion, shall we say, in our minute and a half ferocious planning for this evening's show, but um <laughs> Big news out of Western. Obviously, We've got the COVID crisis. Um, there's talk of Western Australia just putting their hand up for the grand final as well. Um, a lot to cover here, boys. I'm, I'm aware of the 60 minute um, time frame as well, so we could speak about this for three days. Let's be honest. But Shane, what are your mm. thoughts, mate? A lot being said. Um, you know, uh, it was a, it was a, he was positive. He was negative. Are we positive? He's negative. I think he is negative. Shane, what's your take, brother?
2: Mate, it's 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 got to be at the G. I'm, I'm sorry. I know that. Uh, those those rabid West Australians have missed out on a legitimate cricket Test match this summer, um, but so be it. It's, it's a long way away. Um, it's the heartland. It is still the uh, the Victorian game. Yes, it's a national game. Yeah, okay. But the MCG, hundred thousand people. Um, Andrews will pull at all stops to get that sort of number there at the big da- at the big dance. So um, the whole lead up, the public holiday, the the the, the spiritual element of Melbourne. Um, At that time of year, um, absolutely, the big G, make it happen. Shane, it can't happen. It It has has to happen, Nick. It has to happen.
1: As a Victorian, as a purist, the grand final should always be at the MCG, except for in circumstances like this. Victoria is an absolute basket case at the moment, and it's really disappointing to actually be saying that at this point in time when you've got – and I'm aware that footy competitions down there are closing down – purely based on the finances. There's absurd money being thrown thrown around for players. They can't get the revenue. I understand that. But the the, the point is some breaking news. I can tell you that the Collingwood will be going to Western Australia. Um, they'll be going into a hub um, purely because, like why would you move one of the biggest clubs away from Victoria? It's because it's we're so far away from seeing crowds in Victoria. I know it's the start of the season, a 17-round season. We're so far away from seeing crowds. I'm... At this point in time, if you had to lock something in now, it's got to be Western Australia. The grand final will be at Optus Stadium um, because they're going to have crowds. So they're saying they'll be at 60,000 in a couple of weeks. Uh, South Australia will be at half capacity. Queensland are, are moving. It's it's everywhere but Victoria at the moment, Shane.
2: Yeah, i let, let's let's maybe uh, look at a compromise. Why don't we play? And I've been it's never really been talked about. I don't think in this forum, and we cover some pretty serious territory here, guys. But a best of three. Why don't we talk about that? Adelaide Oval, Perth. It is the it is the event that the corporates seek out. It is the event that supporters all want to go to. Why don't we look right. at best of three? State of Origin. It's there. They do that in the NRL. That's their showpiece. Our showpiece is that. Why not? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in quickly because oh, because it's a,
0: it's a better product, Shane. It's a that's <laughs> a better product. Why why would you cheapen it by by you know diluting it by by suggesting that we need three? of the showpiece mm. events to compete. It's not a competition. As much as the uh, <laughs> NRL hierarchy like to think it's a competition, mate. Oh,
2: I'm sure, it, but I'm sure it, the it a- a- AFL are feeling be... it as well. Yep. Fair enough. Well, Fair enough.
0: Yeah, yep. well, it ceased to be a competition 10 years ago, mate. But um, mate, anyway, you're, Nico, you're, you're,
1: spot, you're spot on, man. You're spot on. You know why? Because Rugby League's pinnacle is is the state of origin. And the fact that they're playing at the back end of the year is probably the reason why people are, are talking about this three-game grand final series AFL. You can't do it. And, and and I'm not I'm not being facetious or trying to be humorous at all here, Shane and saying but the last time that there was two grand finals within two weeks, the like and don't say, Oh, here we go, but I'm being honest here. The second the the, 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 the after the replay in twenty ten, the grand final, it wasn't a grand final. You had one team that was severely hampered by mm. the occasion, the moment and whatever. It's yep. one it's one hit. It's one hit. And I'm, I'm yep. all for what the AFL have gone with now. If the grand final's a draw, you go to extra time. And St Kilda would have won the flag in 2010. So my club yep. doesn't win a flag then. But it's we're not America. And there's a number of things we could go in sidetracking here saying we're not America, okay, with a couple of things that are going on. But we're not going to touch on those. We're not America. We've got some issues, but we're not America. So we're not going to do three-game series. We're not going to be playing in um, indoor courts and things like that. I think if uh, the, the grand final should be at the MCG. But at the moment, it's off the Stadium for me.
0: All right, boys. Let's wrap that up. But um, let's kick it off into the round that was first one. Uh, mate, we kicked off to tipping in shambles. Not one of us picked it. Uh, quite <laughs> oh, possibly. The, I'd say the upset of the round, but it really wasn't. But uh, Shane, let's bring you in here, mate. Got uh, Richmond getting absolutely annihilated by Hawthorne. So um, a lot mm. to touch on. Dusty obviously didn't play. Um Anyone that kind of suggests that would have made a difference are uh, fools. But uh, Shane, oh mate, any thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, look, I was quick to write off the Hawks. I, I was hoping for them to have a couple of down years, just for uh, a variety of friends of mine who have had just this enormous deluge of success over the past decade and a half. But um, they were awesome. They were they were awesome. Some of their their recycled players that we laughed at last week, the um, Amira and, and Mitchell, and um, not quite Johnny Patton, but there's, there's quite a few others. They were right at the top of that game. Wingard's a star. He's enjoying the, the lack of media exposure. Um, they, they play well. No Dusty, no Tigers, but that's not, that's not the case. They were, they were flat. They looked tired. Um, I don't know. I don't know where to go. I'm sure they've got quite a few tricks up their sleeve because they, they, they haven't been at the pinnacle of the game for no reason. There's quality there, but they need to, uh, need to find a way to catch that spark again.
0: Nico, they have started slow, um, but it's a long season. It's a long oh. season. So, uh, look, are you taking much from this?
1: I am a little bit. Um, in the piloted episode for our loyal viewers, we debated whether Richmond could be beaten. Um, I'm not going to say can Richmond win a game. That's ridiculous. But I spoke about the hunger in terms of a premiership. They've been to the top of the mountain. The hunger's not there for Richmond. That's the reality. And I don't care what anyone says. Your hardened Richmond supporters can see that. Jack Rewald doesn't care. Um, but Hawthorne, that was the oldest side to ever take a field at AFL, VFL level, and they've spanked the so-called greatest team in the last five years. So went on to the Hawks, and, uh, yeah, it shows you how fickle the game is. We said there's no way known Hawthorne can win this. They belted them.
2: Hawthorne,
0: mm. yep. they did really well. Uh, Wingard bagging a few. Um Am I the only one seeing a little bit of a story potentially playing out around Wingard for this season here, Gents? I know he's a shut up camp from his end, but um, I know it's early, but I, I see a little story developing here. It's quite exciting. Oh,
2: a, a little, exclusive or something. A little bit of a. So, what comes for the media? I will talk about media... it. Oh, we can't talk a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. It. And, and, and uh, he can talk about it. Well, with four and a half thousand views, we are now a critical part of the Australian media landscape.
0: We are. are getting we boys?
2: Old. Could we, be, could we be the ones to break his duck? Could we be the ones to oh.
0: break his duck? I think so. Let's uh, look. I'll cut this piece up for him. Um <laughs> i have a chat. Wear Open your for- long
1: sleeves. You, you can wear your long sleeves if you come on with us.
0: Giddy up. Uh, all right. Let's move on to uh, the second one. Mate, the Bulldogs. I don't know what to make of them. Um, I do know that Smith's got quite possibly the greatest haircut in uh, the last 30 years of AFL. But um, getting the job done. Um, Nico, it was messy. Um, they seemed to control the match without being in control, if that makes sense. But um, how do you see this one, brother?
1: Well, the story here is is, it, is, is the story of the Dogs or is the story of the Giants? So I think, you know, the Giants, everyone's talking the Giants up re, uh, this is the time, the list, but the conditions and in the, in the situation of the season, it throws up so many unknowns, but unknowns. But um, that was shocking. Four goals, nine. It was one of their lowest scores of all time. And remember, they kicked 3-7 in a grand final. So they've kicked under five goals twice in their last three, four matches. Um, there's some problems up there uh, at the Giants. But uh, the Doggies, they've had a very ordinary start to the year. They needed to win this game. They needed to win it more. Uh, and they wanted it more. And that, that showed. Um they're good to watch when they're on, but they were terrible early. So hard to get a gauge on either of those teams at this point. Um, did you watch it, Shane?
2: I did. I did, absolutely. And look, they, they're uh, – I know they've got incredible depth up there in the uh, at the Blacktown Stadium, but they're missing um, – so Whitfield went down early, Kelly, Green, Taranto out before the game. Like, that they, they are four absolute class midfielders. Any other team um, would really feel the pinch, and their expectations would immediately drop if four – uh, of those caliber sort of guys were, were missing. So, um, and then conversely, uh, Toby McLean and, and Libba came in and had that bit of spirit and that bit of premiership class. So, um, yeah, look, they they just needed to get a, a full squad. Um, and I understand they're coming up to the SEQ the hub in the next couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, they have got to get back on track somehow, GWS. But doggies, they were they were solid. They were they were passionate. They were fierce. Um, and, um, yeah, and Liberatore and those sort of guys bring that spirit back into kennel.
0: Yeah, fair play. Um, look, we won't spend too much time in the next match because uh, I didn't watch it. No interest. But um, Sydney getting it done in the first half, really. Um, all kind of jokes aside, Shano, is this um, – there's obviously positive signs for Sydney, um, but, you know, I, I still think they're on a heavy slide. The Big Bud star, obviously, um, part of that narrative. But uh, where, where, do you, where do you see Sydney from here?
2: Oh, look, they'll they'll battle. They'll they'll they will play a lot of contested footy throughout the year. Um, Josh Kennedy absolutely destroyed them on the weekend. Um, Luke Parker still around, so they've still got the the Warriors doing the job. Um, but it's just that that next level. The um, yeah, you know, Heaney's a, a gun. Absolutely playing as a one out forward. Like to see him play a bit more mid. But um, look, those those Warriors going to toil. They're going to keep their their team in the game for long periods of of any match. So. Um, They'll get the odd win, but I, I, can't, see them, some, I can't see them threatening the eighth anyway.
0: No. Well, Nick, none of us picked them, for starters. Uh, and after three games, just as a bit of uh, keeping in context, Shane oh. is leading the tipping on one vote. But, uh, <laughs> Nico, any, any thoughts on Sydney here?
1: Have we not tipped a winner? I tipped the doggies.
0: Uh, no. Yeah, exactly. We are, mate, we are struggling, but uh, we'll catch up. I've seen, I've read this book. I know the results, it's fine.
1: Your your maths might be out. I'm confident I'm tipped Collingwood, but we'll get to that game shortly. But what I would say about this game here is the second and third quarter by North Melbourne was atrocious. The second and third quarter by North Melbourne was absolutely atrocious. That's where they lost the game. They, uh, They kept the Swans goalless in the final term, but it was too late. What I will say is Reece Shaw is very refreshing as a coach. He seems human, he seems personable. But as a player at Collingwood, he was disgusting.
0: <laughs> How do you top that? But um, let's move on to your boys. Uh, Collingwood having an absolute, well, a decent performance, a strong performance against a mm-hmm. underwhelming St Kilda side. Um, look, a lot was said prior. Shane, we'll bring you in first, mate. You were very, very confident. Yeah. Uh, and that, I think that, you were you were confident that, of at least being competitive, I think is fair. Um, yeah. Still side, but I'm had a day out. Your hot tip for the Brownlow, um, very very solid game as well, which is going to be again a, a pretty consistent side across the year. Um yep. mate. Talk us through the Saints' performance.
2: Yeah, look, I I I, um, I was I was lost um, just based on well, the, the first uh, first quarter. Collingwood came out and they were they were well oiled. They were they were ferocious at the footy. They were ferocious at the man. When they get the footy, they just had so much time. I, I still, I still can't comprehend why people aren't running with steel side Bottom week in, week out. I know there's a lot of quality mids there at, at the pies, but he is one of the best distributors on um, by hand and by foot in the in the comp, and he just gets so much of it. So, um, and I guess just to top it off, our um, our dual ruck combination of Ryder and Marshall going in there to hammer Grundy, absolutely backfired. Grundy just <laughs> absolutely smoked both Grand. of them. he was. What a what a player! Yeah, um, the the multi-million dollar man. I get it. He was he just dominated that midfield contest, and um, everyone was feeding off him. He was an absolute star.
0: Nico, your boys strong, strong performance. Um, a lot of talk about them being premiership favourites at the moment. Quite possibly uh, being touted as the most rounded football uh, form side at the moment. Um, how did you see this one, mate? Right? And, and we'll try not to speak for 12 minutes. as has been accused. Shout out to Lenny. But uh, Nick, thoughts on Colin's performance?
1: Uh, start the clock. Wearing the, uh, the Brodie Majek uh, shirt tonight, he, he kicked a couple, got a couple of votes in the Coaches Association Award as well, did young Brodie. So the Taswegian, who's got a great football story. But I, I will say, Shane, still side bottom, will play 400 games of AFL football. No, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. So, so get that down there. I'll even say this, this, is, this is a man. He could, he could go 450 plus. So he's still 28, 29 years of age, and he's played 230, 240 games. He is a star. And I know what you're saying in terms of teams running with him, but I think the fact that coaches these days, they have their structures and their game plans, and there's no role of a tagger. The, the role of a tagger run with, apart from um, who's my man at De uh, DeBoer, Mm, that, that's uh, a, that's, that's a giant. Yeah, so it does the, the, the belting in roll. It's pretty much dead, uh, but I, I would say that what impressed me about the Pies was the start and then the follow-up. So we, we had a good start last week and then didn't follow it up in the next quarter. We did, so it'd be 10 goals at halftime, but the second half decided to two goals. But I will say about the Saints. The Saints are playing a better brand of footy than they were under Richardson. So Ratton's got them playing some expansive um, footy and Barn Dog, Nathan, my great man. I'd sent Shane a message after the game and said, um, you know, commiserations because good mates don't don't uh, you know jump on the case. And a lot of Brisbane Lions supporters do that. They're just disrespectful, very disrespectful supporters. Brisbane Lions supporters. So I would say this to, I would say this in in a message to Shane. I'd say it now, Shane. If you were to approach Jennifer Hawkins in a nightclub and she rejected you, would you be disappointed? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but it's expe- but it's expected. It's expected. And, it's
2: anticipated. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: And and Collingwood defeated St Kilda.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you are the you are the worthy favourites right now. Um it'll be interesting to see where where it takes you when you head over to Perth. But looking at all the teams right now, the most professional team that has come back in with a, a consistent level of effort are the pies. That's gonna hold them in good stead. Absolutely.
0: Could it be a Pies Brisbane Lions grand final there, gents? Played in Perth, who bloody knows? But um, nice little segue there if you caught that. Brisbane Lions, of course, getting up over West Coast Eagles very, very convincingly. Um, Look, we all tip Lions. So no Zorko, no problem. Uh, Lockie Neal potentially could get uh, the Brownlow nod. We all know it takes usually a couple of seasons um, of consistency before the umpires start to look for you to give those votes off um Nicky J you're in the hot seat mate um a reflection of Brisbane Lions and their development and their consistency getting the tick um or another question mark over West Coast Eagles and perhaps uh where their own mind frame and that word hunger is sitting at the moment
1: yeah probably a quick one on West Coast to start with I'd say that I was a bit confused by Adam Simpson's comments during the week about wanting to get home and things like that's it was unusual timing that he spoke about that pre-game. Um, so I'm not sure where the Wiggles' where the heads at, but in saying that, they've got a Premier who's going to jag him probably eight home games in a row uh, in front of 60,000 supporters. So maybe there's not all doom and gloom at the moment. But in terms of the Brisbane Lions, in my time following football, this is as close of Brisbane Lions' outfit set up as the as the glory days as the 3 P. am not saying that they're destined for, for similar success. But I would say, as a football club, the way they've got people in positions um, off-field to position themselves on the field and their recruiting methods and the way... like Don't underestimate the power of Grant Birchall coming in and he's not the name of Luke Hodge, particularly for Queensland supporters who have probably, probably have no idea who, who Grant Birchall is, but the role that he plays in that side, uh, his leadership and experience... Mixed in with one of the best, one of the best uh, trade gets of the modern era in Lockie Neal. He'll 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 probably play Premiership at this club, and he'll probably win a Brownlow as well. That's his. That's his, He's a serious, serious player. So the Lions are good to watch. They're going to be thereabouts. It's exciting times for the uh, for the bandwagon supporters up here.
0: There's plenty of them, Nico. But uh, Shane, we'll bring you into the conversation. Um, yep. I think also Kelly just taking just taking a minute to settle into his new club. Uh, look, a lot's been said about their Premier getting involved and, and are they missing home? You know, they don't seem to have that strong intent at, uh, on the football, at least consistent. Um, mate, how do you see this one? And West Coast, where to from here?
2: Oh, look, uh, uh, yeah, look, uh, write them off at your peril. They'll, the fact that you are come home with, uh with an absolute smorgasbord of the games they want to play it might be at 330 on a saturday afternoon it'll be dry it'll be it'll be bright and sunny it'll be warm over there in perth um, they're going to come home with exactly what the lions are confronting and the and the suns are confronting at the moment that that stay at home factor no travel um i i'm still bullish look they they're not playing they'll play they're obviously terrible against the suns they were okay on saturday night against the lions um the conditions didn't suit them once again. But um, look, as long as they can keep their, their you know, eight of their first 10 um, in that squad on the field, that includes Nick Nat and Josh Kennedy, who's underperforming at the moment. But oh, look, I, I'm not too concerned. And the fact that the Lions, their only interstate trip this year, they got smashed by, by Hawthorne, who I think are in the middle of the road side. So them beating Frio and beating West Coast in consecutive weeks, they haven't won a game in Queensland yet. So um, they're going okay. But, yeah, nothing nothing too um, exciting. I don't think about where the lines are, are heading. Um, getting wins, which is always what you're after at this time of year.
0: Fair enough. Uh, before we get into the Gold Coast Suns, let's touch on, uh, I think this was the upset of the round. Carlton getting it done over Geelong. Um, none of us seen this coming. I've been very, very hard on uh, Carlton for a couple of years now, to be fair. But um, it all just seemed to click. Uh, for these guys. So, Shano, um, mate, as much as the Gold Coast Suns are quickly becoming everyone's second favourite team, I think everyone would love to see Carlton make the finals. I yeah, think that's a fair statement.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> as, a, as a Collingwood man, that hurts, Nico. Um, yeah, look, they're, they're everyone's, oh, I don't know, 12th, 13th favourite team at the moment. No, but they look with Eddie coming back, um, with... Uh, Who's their their co-captain down back there, Nico? The, the um, Sammy Doherty, former Brisbane Lion. Docherty? yeah, absolutely. So there's some there's some really good news stories and Levi Casbolt's learned to straighten his boot up and and all these sorts of uh, of aspects. They are a bit of a uh, a few recycled guys in that in that mob, but they were great for three quarters and then they <laughs> that, that's like the race horse you see uh, at yeah, 2400 meter race in front by ten lengths with I don't know 200 to go. And then they absolutely hit the treadmill. They were nervous about winning. They didn't and if it wasn't for Eddie, um, they probably would have fallen over. Um, so um three quarters. Cripsy. He's a star
1: Cripsy Cripsy, yeah. He's got he's got he's got big shoulders because he carries a football club. So I'll be honest, I love Eddie Betts, he's a star. And he had a couple of he had the first goal of the game, but a nice tackle at the end, a bit of a snapshot that was it a shot, was it a pass? But uh, big Cripsy, he Paddy carries the football club. If he goes down, they're, they're still in strife. But um, I'm, and you storm my thunder again, Shane. But I'm wrapped to see Sammy Doherty back. Um, he's just a footballer, isn't he? He'd he, he play in any era. Um, but I do want to go back to, to to Eddie Betts. If anyone who watched AFL 360, uh, I think it was last night, um, Eddie spoke about the racial abuse that he's copped as an Indigenous footballer. And I think in 2020, that's where we are at the moment. For that stuff to happen, I know it's pretty easy to jump on social media and throw comments, um, particularly on Twitter and Instagram, when you can hide who you are. There's probably nowhere to hide on Facebook. I think it's absolutely disgusting. Um, And not to to personality profile someone, but I don't know anyone who doesn't love watching Eddie Betts play footy and to think that... um, People would target him in that way, and hearing him speak so passionately about the awkwardness he has about his day-to-day life and fearing what might be said to him, as well as the way he fears what happens to him on the football ground in terms of what's said to him, it uh, it was very emotional to hear him speak. So I'm wrapped that he's back at Carlton because that's where he started his footy. It's always romantic when you hear when you when you see stories like that. Um, so. As much as I hate a Football Club, I hope that uh, they have some success because it's been a pretty barren 20 years, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, well said, Nico. Well said. Um, Look, I think we should move on because we could talk about that for 30 minutes at least. But um, pretty disgraceful um, to see the country still um, acting like it's the 1980s. But anyway, um, Gold Coast Suns, my boys, having an absolute field day. Adelaide Crows, absolutely poor. I uh, had to pull that one back there. Um, mm. Look, uh, a, a lot being said, Nico, you're on the hot seat, brother. Let's bring you in. Um, do you want to focus on Gold Coast? And is this a bit of a flash in the pan uh, minute, which they should celebrate uh, and enjoy? Um, but a, a decent test come up next week, obviously. But um, what do you want to start, mate? Gold Coast or Adelaide?
1: The Gold Coast are the most exciting team to watch in the competition. Now, I love my pies. People have now... Um, I think people are well aware of that fact. But as far as pure watching football for enjoyment, because you get highly emotional watching your own team, the Gold Coast Suns are the best in the competition to watch at the moment because they play with freedom. They play uh, high-risk, high-reward football. They're probably getting disrespected, and I think it's gonna it, it, it might tighten up pretty quickly, boys. I think that teams are now well aware of these guys on the rise. So I think the teams are going to start to show bit more respect Adelaide showed no respect on the weekend, but Adelaide probably showed no respect for themselves either. They're in a world of hurt. So the two sides of the coin—you got a club who are absolutely on the rise, and a club who are still spiralling. It'll get worse, Adelaide, before it gets better. And I feel for Matthew Nick's, first time senior coach, going into that football club. Um, but here's some names, boys: uh, Matty Rao. Matty Rao. So we're joking and talking about this young 18-year-old. He's going to be he's going to be mentioned beside the Buckleys, the Judds, the Harpies, the Ablets, these guys. Um, Lockie Weller. He's copped a lot of criticism about. I think it costed hmm. pick, pick two a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um. And, um. But he's starting to show value now. He probably needs to. It probably reminds me of for those viewers who are of age. When Darren Gasper crossed from Sydney to Richmond in the
0: 90s. Oh, <laughs> I go, I I oh, too far back. Love it.
1: Man, so, for all, our, for, for all of our viewers in Russia, football was played in the
2: 90s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Darren <laughs> Gasper.
1: <laughs> Darren Gasper, he did. He was a high trade draft pick. And then Richmond, he was much maligned by his supporters. And I think Gold Coast don't have supporters, but as neutral viewers, Lockie Weller is much maligned. So, um, and then uh, Brandon Ellis comes from the Tigers, and the articles during the week were hilarious, saying, is Brandon Ellis closer to a premiership coming to the Suns than he would have been staying at Richmond? Like, it's it's, it's crazy. It's the COVID era, but the Suns, they're great to watch. You should be excited, Nathan, as a Gold Coast Foundation supporter.
0: I am absolutely stoked, mate. Um, look, I jumped ship from the Lions when they, they come on because I thought the Lions board at that time was a bunch of – um, uneducated buffoon, shall we say. I didn't like how they treated some players. But um, Shane, oh, a lot's been said, mate. Talia comes out and says, I don't think I've been in a team, what do you say? That's been this non competitive before. Yeah, like, they're pretty, yeah.
2: They're, pretty... they're, they're fierce words, aren't they? This is um, from a senior guy. Sorry, it's, mate. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, mate. It's, it's, like, this, this is, um, and was, uh, Matthew Nix has to be given enough bullets to fire. I just I know that they are non-competitive at the moment, but they're non-competitive with 12 grand finalists from a couple of years back. So what happens with Tex? Do they bite the bullet and say, Tex, you have to go to the wing, or you're going to go, why don't you do a straight swap with Daniel Talia? You go back, follow someone. They're, they're totally non-competitive right now, so why don't you find out how much character they actually have? They're playing at the moment without a rudder. They're, they're heartless. Um, I feel for Matthew Nix, but I hope that the, uh, the very interesting uh, uh, sort of political situation out there at the Crows gives him enough ammunition to go out there and say, guys, it's uh, pull your socks up and accept what we're going to do because there's going to be some hard toil. And if you don't want to be part of it, get off now.
0: Yeah. I think you bang on uh, Gary Lyon come out and said that there was, there seemed to be a lack of accountability at the Adelaide Crows, which has been around for years, um, which which mm. I found very interesting. Um, Nick, I'll bring you in just briefly about Adelaide. You've been saying for a while now, you've been, um, I guess, pointing out the Crouch brothers. And in fact, uh, I think one of your quotes was rack them up, but uh can't dispose of it or can't use it properly so you've been across this yeah. a little while um, just just a minute longer than than most couch commentators but um where to from here mate Do, uh, you've you've touched on it is this is this the start of maybe a rebuild are we going to see like a decade long kind of um you know slim spelling here from uh, the crows
1: yeah thanks for pointing that out nathan i appreciate that because it's probably something that uh I've overlooked with the recent commentary, but I do, I recall that uh, through many conversations when you were back in the UK about the Crouch brother saying it's all good and well getting it, but it's what you do with it. And particularly at local level, there's many warriors at local level that just get it. Absolutely hack and butcher it. Um, I played with a bloke at Maine that did that. um, Yeah. Anyway, he's back uh, down South now, but absolutely butcher the ball and get it. So don't get it. You just do something else. And, the Crouch boys have a, a history of having low percentage efficiency with the ball. And the Hugh Greenwood correspondence with Mark Rashudo during the week, he had two men in sight, and that was the Crouch brothers when Hugh Greenwood was uh, pointing out the fact that uh, he only had 16 touches. Ricciuto was like, maybe you should get the footy more. Well, why? If you get it 10 times and use it 10 times, beautiful. The Crouch mm-hmm. boys get it 30-plus 30, 30 times if they're using it 10 times. Um, that The other mm-hmm. 20 are damaging against them so i think that uh you will see at least one of those crouch brothers not at the crows next year
2: and i could I add to that as well nico just just around like the you know a, a year like this where you have such underperformance, and these are guys who you know you're looking at your tex walker and your, your talia's and your lynch's and these sort of guys who have been really solid contributors over periods of time but a year like this how much does the RSN fall out of their um their value so you're putting these Crouch brothers up and they were talking about, you know, Brad, I think, was hoping to go to the Gold Coast for a million dollars a year. What are you going to pay for a guy like Brad Crouch now? Is he worth half that? So I wouldn't pay
0: him. I wouldn't I wouldn't spend any money on him, personally. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's it's, it's, just su- a-
1: it's, it's it's crazy when you think about the money, isn't it? Like, it's just stupid money that gets thrown around, I guess, with this whole COVID thing and things getting tightened. Who knows what the budget will look like next year, but if a bloke is running at 35, 40% efficiency, why would you want him getting the ball 30 times? It's it's obviously being more of an advantage to the opposition. So, mm. yeah, yep. hats, hats off to Hugh Greenwood for having the courage to um, to go back and probably Mark Rusciuto as the director of a football club that uh, – that you can smell them from here, where some two and a half thousand, three thousand kilometres where you can smell the scent from that football club, you probably just jump off Twitter, don't you? You don't uh, you probably don't engage with former players who are now at a club that are on the rise.
0: Yeah, it was a bit disappointing, I thought. But um moving on to the last uh match of the round. Um, I haven't got a lot to say about it. Port Adelaide just getting the job done, I think more than anything. Kicking 10-10, which I'd like to touch on in a moment, but um, Fremantle is uh, pretty much exactly where we thought they'd be. I want to bring the conversation around Nat Fyfe. Uh Obviously, a very, very skilled, solid football player. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a Western Australian boy anyway, but uh, one of you boys can, can correct me if I'm wrong. But Shano, what are your thoughts there, mate? He's not going to win a premiership at Fremantle. Do you think uh, – I don't know anything about him, to be fair. Like, is he going to stay at Fremantle? His base seems to be there. Is he? Yes. Is it worth him looking at a transfer to try and chase uh, a premiership before uh, he hits his twilight years? Because um, the time is just starting to uh, catch up to old Natty Fife, I reckon. So, Shana, w- what would you do if you were Nat Fife?
2: Yeah, I don't know about time catching up with him, mate. He's, he's still he's still a star. He's a reigning Brownland medalist, and he's, he's been um, – He's been there there heart and soul for the last couple of seasons. Um, particularly when Lockie Neal left. He he hasn't had much support at all around the footy. Um and look, just um listening to one of our uh, our supporters, uh, Howie. Um I listened to the the podcast um that, that Howie had with uh, with Matt Fife only a couple of weeks ago and it was an excellent piece over a couple of episodes. But look, his he is well set up over in Perth. So with the the family connection with uh various corporate interests that he has. Um, so look, I, I don't see him moving. He's absolutely a Perth boy through and through. Um, so, uh, I think he would, um, prefer to, similar to a, a Matthew Pavlich, similar to be a, 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 prefer to be a one club guy, be the skipper into his, into his latter years and, and see a, a young crop coming through. So, um, still playing very admirable footy in, in, uh, in a fairly, um, uh, I guess, un- or underskilled or, or young emerging sort of squad. Um, so yeah, I see him um, being over there for a long haul, mate.
0: Fair play. Uh, Nico, Port-A-L-A-D kicking uh, 10-10. They probably should have kicked away a little bit more than they did. As I said, I think they just got the job done more than anything. Um, but just on, I guess, kicking accuracy in the AFL, uh, we've seen Tommy Lynch. I think everyone saw Tommy Lynch uh, miss one straight in front. You feel for the kid, but um We've we've touched on it ourselves, Nick, um, quite a few times over the years. Um, you've seen probably a couple of games, even in the round, just gone um, where if a team kicks straight, they probably win the game. Um, do you see this getting any better at all? Is it all between the ears? What's going on?
1: Well, I think in this um, in this particular game, it was very poor conditions. So it was very wet. And I think for, for a good half an hour, it was absolutely bucketing down. So I, I'd excuse the power for that. I know Big Dicko, Big Charlie Dixon um, was was missing a couple from, from outside 50. He's still a beautiful kick of the footy. What I will say about Fremantle is they're playing a better brand of football. They're more watchable um, than under Ross Lyon, and that's good uh, because – were probably one team when you saw them on you wouldn't want to watch this one was very late on a Sunday as a result of the game we won't talk about which was the Essendon Melbourne game which didn't happen Um, but
2: put a on top of the ladder boys Um, and they're dangerous they're they're, they're pretty loaded through every line that you uh, Bokes leading them from the front and Ollie Wines has come back after a a little stint uh, away and they're dangerous. They've they've got uh, quality in their their kids. The the Rosies and Butters and Durza. These sort of guys are, uh, you know, you'd expect the gold so he's, coast guys got
1: getting... though, Shane, Doesn't he?
2: Let's get uh. serious here. It's it's just
1: it's, dis, it's, dis, it's disgusting. It's someone who I love a goal celebration, but it's just disgustingly putrid, and it's probably reflective <laughs> of. It's, it is. It's embarrassing. Uh. The bloke does it. Doesn't matter what the game situation is. What uh, about Charlie's
2: know. Charlie on the handlebars? You you a fan of that? No, I'm not.
1: I'm a fan of Charlie Cameron as being the best player to leave the Adelaide Crows, better than Patrick Dangerfield, definitely. But I'm not a fan of like just just the, 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 one of the greatest goal celebrations of all time is just the arrogance of the great Jonathan Brown. Just does the just the bang, the big the big arm in the air, which is probably a, a take on the King Wayne Carey. Um, can you recall one of the greatest goal kickers of all time in terms of goals kicked, Peter Dacos ever celebrating? No, 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 but 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 I'm not stupid enough to be like a Don Scott, grumpy old man, and go, don't celebrate, just kick the goal and move on. But Connor Rose, like, just it's it's embarrassing. It's just a shit celebration, and it's 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 typical of these kids that go and play NBA Jam and Super Mario Brothers on their consoles and want to be like America. So shove your three game Grand Final series up your bum and just kick the goal and get on with it.
2: What about a uh, what about any of your mates down at Windermere, mate? How would they comment on some of your goal celebrations while you're the the FIFO Western District star down that way? Well,
1: uh, how many how many celebrations can they reflect on, Shane? Like if it was one <laughs> or two times, they're reflecting on a lot of things. <laughs> we probably need, we need a whole show dedicated. So <laughs> mate, <laughs> it's a long show. <laughs> <take laughs> maybe
0: may, may that maybe be the end of season uh, specialty there, Nico celebrations. Uh, lads, if you have any footage of it, feel free to send it through. Uh, gents, let's get these uh, tips up and running for uh, next week's game. Have we had any news on when the match is being rescheduled too? I didn't see that.
1: No, there's no news, but I don't understand why as soon as... Yeah, it, it's going to affect more than one club now. They should have just played it this week. Yeah, should have been a Wednesday hit out. They should have played it this week and now they're that- now, minute minute. Course, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why they play 16-minute quarter. So that's probably why it's people are saying it's 16 minutes. It's boring and whatever. But this is the reason why, even though it was positive, negative, negative, positive, we don't know. That's why it's all in play. It's unprecedented times. I hate that word. because refuse to saying it. But play it this week, and you don't. You you only affect two clubs. Now you're going to be affecting
2: more. Yep. Yeah. Agreed and you go.
0: All right, gents. Let's uh, smash through this in uh, 14 and 40 seconds. But uh, Sydney versus Western Bulldogs. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. Um, mate, I will jump in. I'm going to go Sydney for nothing else than... Oh, shit. I'll go Sydney. Fuck it. Shano?
2: Where is it? Is it in Sydney or is it... It's in Sydney, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, doggies then. <laughs> I've got no idea. This is, all, this is guesswork. It's incredible.
1: Nick? I think Scotty West and Jose Romero will lead from the front and the Western Bulldogs will win. <laughs>
2: yes. All
0: right. Fair Not enough. bad. Uh, Mickey
2: Gafer and those, those sort of guys, this is, this is great. I like this, Nico. Giddy up. I'll,
0: the I'll, the I'll, the I'll
2: keep the theme going. Go on. Nathan. Thank you.
0: All right. Collingwood, GWS. I'll jump on to Collingwood right there. 10 goals plus. Shane?
2: Eyes uh, 39.
0: Thirty-nine. Uh, Nico, is there any chance that GWs will show up here?
1: Uh, we don't have a good record up there. Um, Ooh. Ooh. But, well, no one. But, but at a dollar seventy-seven, kids roll Collingwood into four or five weird uh, gaming uh, short and price <laughs> things. The
2: esports are back, baby.
1: Esports, <laughs> on! Yeah. For eSports, but make sure they're on at odd times so you, you wake up with a little gift in your account because you, you're <laughs> going to start. Yeah, Collingwood, Collingwood.
2: Breakfast, Breakfast of champion oh. w- waking <laughs> up to an eSports win. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> all happening, all happening. Uh, all right, Nico, uh, Port Adelaide v. West Coast Eagles.
1: Yeah, so if we were real media pundits, you'd say something like, this is the game that West Coast say that we are still here because we're playing the team that's on top of the ladder and blah blah blah. At the end of the day, it's round four. Uh, mm. West Coast should win
2: this game of football, and they will. Oh, Shana. Well, I'll, I'll go the I'll go the power. Just I think West Coast are, are not a bad side, and uh, I know they want to get home, but. Um, They'll be home soon, and um, I think they'll go out, go out well, but I think Port just.
0: Port will get up, and Charlie Dixon will kick four. Uh, Shane, your boys, St. Kilda versus Richmond. This is an intriguing game, to be fair. Uh, yeah, Richmond it is. We'll be wanting to respond but so yeah, are your boys. yeah,
2: absolutely, yeah. Um, and it's Maddie's match, so um, those uh, please give generously. Uh, it's, a, it's a very important um, campaign led by by Nick and Jack um, for their um, for, for Nick's sister Maddie from um, some time ago now. But uh, please give generously by a, uh, something purple. But um, uh, go the Saints. I, I I don't like I don't like hitting the uh, the the reigning premier coming off a a pretty average loss in a, a nine-ish, nine-to-ten day break. So um, I'll go with the heart, <laughs> as always. Go to the Saints. Ooh. Nico? Will Dusty be back, boys? Have you
1: heard the whispers there? Dusty? No idea. It. it doesn't matter. I'm tipping yeah, Richmond. Yeah, but go yeah he's been
2: training, yep, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. He has, yeah. Um, Richmond should win. Um, I'll keep up my tipping weirdness. I, I'd like to see... Richmond will win. Sorry, Shane. If Richmond, don't, if Richmond don't win, if Richmond don't win,
2: yeah, it's, yeah, it's oh, a weird what you th- they're, no, done. No, no. they're done. They're <laughs> done. Come on, Nico. If Richmond, if, yeah, no,
1: no. I say, <laughs> go on, go on. What do you got? Come no, on. Richmond, Richmond's history. Like, Richmond have a strong history of doing stupid things. If Richmond don't win this, People would start saying it's time for Hardwick to move on. Like that's absolutely student. yeah, Cotton like, should retire. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They'll start yep. throwing all those ones out. So uh, Richmond should win, but don't be surprised if the Saints if playing good footy. St Kilda forget the fact that they couldn't match it with the Muhammad Ali of the competition.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Nico. Uh, Essendon v Carlton. Another. In- These are all intriguing matchups, gentlemen, in a very intriguing season. Uh, Nick, Carlton, Essendon. Who have you got? I
1: think. What's that week off going to look like for, for Essendon? Who knows? Uh, what Carlton's best and worst are just. They're a bipolar football side, and Essendon are a basket case football club. Could we have our second draw? We could. But we won't. Carlton will win.
2: I'm with you, Nico. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Oh, i sorry, th- Nathan. I think
0: we'll all go. No, Shane, you jump in, brother. I'm, I'm with you both. I think, Shane.
2: Blue baggers, blue baggers. I, I, I just—it's too early in the season to have a week off. I think they need to get some routines and regularity back in their footy, and they haven't exactly been um, lighting the competition up. So, um, I think the Bombers will struggle after the whatever they've done, maybe an internal scratch match at Tullamarine, but yeah, the baggers get on them.
0: Amen. Um, I'm going to go my boys, Gold Coast Suns over Frio, but I do think it'll be a lot closer than people uh, think it will. Nick.
1: Yeah. As I said earlier in the show, I said that um, people will now be aware of the Suns. I think, this is going to sound funny. It's going to sound like, yeah. But I'm going to say if Ross Lyon was coaching Fremantle, Fremantle would win this game, even though it's boring. Mm. Um, but I, I think the Suns might just get up. But I think Fremantle's more expansive game style might suit the the, the, the new Suns approach. Uh, they need to be strangled, these these, uh, these kids, the way they're just running free. Ross Lyon would do that. I think
2: the Suns will just get up. Yeah, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be super close, Nico. No, no talk of changing in the guard between Fife and Raul. There'll be some moment at some stage where Rao gets to it first and, and wins a contested footy. I don't want to hear it. Um, Fife's still one of the best, is <laughs> it? in the top, top two or three in the league. So anyway, looking forward to seeing uh, Raul against a, you know, a bona fide um, midfield uh, bull, similar to him. So, uh, but yeah, the Suns buy a couple.
0: Right. Um and this very well could be the biggest margin of the week. The Lions versus yes, the, crows, the Crows, the yeah. Crows in all sorts. Lions for me. Nico jump in.
1: Well, I hadn't written anything down. I'll show you my notes I took on this game. Right there. Fantastic. <laughs> no, nothing at all, but I'll say this the the Lions this will be the biggest margin. You hit it Nathan. This this is the chance of being like a Lions at a dollar 13. You want some value. Go, go 100 plus. This could be huge here. This could be <laughs> off, the, off the scale. 100 plus. Just have a crack at it. Why not? Adelaide are terrible and Brisbane get another little uh, cushion at the Gabba.
2: Yeah, 100 plus. Shane? Into Charlie, six goals plus. He'll want to rub it in. He'll want to embarrass them. Um, so, yeah, happy with that. Let's get on. So, I'm sure there's a, a more learned soul out there in Twitter sphere who can... Lions by 100-plus into Charlie with 6-plus. I'm sure there's a bit of value there for us.
0: Let us know in the comments, kids. Whoever's uh, the best mathematician, it ain't myself. Uh, We've got Melbourne versus Geelong. For me, Geelong will bounce back and bounce back well against Melbourne. Um, Shano? Uh,
2: Tight. Uh, Geelong, maybe. Geelong just. Geelong just.
0: Nico, Shane, going. Just, I'm going. No, oh, mate, five goals oh, there, yeah. easy.
1: It's another one where you go. What what happens with Melbourne with the week off? Is is it a, is it a good thing, a bad thing? Uh, I don't know. on On paper, paper doesn't play. Geelong win. Uh, Geelong should win. Does Gary Ablett miss from twenty five out directly in front ever again? No, probably not. Geelong should win.
0: Geelong, it is. Hawthorne uh, Vaughan, the. Hawthorne versus North Melbourne, there we go. Uh Hawthorne for mind after that uh, comfortable, comfortable game there, Shane.
2: Kangas. Kangas will bounce back. They were they were terrible. They were they were excellent the first couple of weeks. They were terrible for significant periods and they were still in the match against the Swanees. So I'm all on the ruse. Um, hopefully with Cunnington back in there as the, the midfield general.
0: Fair enough. Nico, where you got this one, brother? Uh,
2: before
1: I give my tip, can we just go interactive? Lenny, uh, one of our loyal viewers, wants to know, what's the chances of Charlie Cameron defeating Adelaide off his own boot? Ooh. That's a very good thing. Because if you're saying that if you're, if you're tipping Charlie to kick six, I don't think Adelaide will kick five. Yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll explore that one with uh, with Neds or with Sportsbed or with uh, Crownbed or one of the many companies that we look to. But back to Hawthorne, North Melbourne. Um, I said Hawthorne were no good at the start of the year. I don't know what happened against Richmond. North Melbourne should win this game of footy, Nathan. Fantastic.
0: Uh, Well, that about rounds it out. I've got no idea who's winning the tips from last week. We should probably tailor them up for the next show. But, uh, boys, let's go into the short pass. Nikki J, what's your short pass we should look forward to this week, whether it be football or just the wider political circle, which you are so in touch with?
1: Not sure how the political talk went down last week. My short pass this week is a bit of a tribute and a bit of a get-the-full-story-before-you-pass comment. Um, Sam Newman and Channel 9 parted ways during the week. There's been no greater entertainer in Australian television history than Sam Newman. Uh, you got your Graham Kennedys, your Bert Newtons. Sam Newman did it live. He did it different. Um, sometimes controversial, but at the end of the day... Uh, he kept the viewers coming. And I know towards the, towards the end, the footy show started to lose numbers. Uh, and that shouldn't be a reflection on, on what Sam Newman provided as an entertainer back in his days of world of sport. So my short pass this week is a tribute to, to Sammy. Uh, he's got a podcast that is very uh, entertaining. If you like listening to Three Old Men, be grumpy about absolutely everything, but it is humorous at times. So, um, I raise a Southern comfort tonight to the great Sammy Newman.
0: Amen. Shano, brother, where's your short pass going?
2: Uh, that the Victorian government and the MCG will come out and uh, guarantee that the great AFL grand final will be held in Melbourne this year. They will, uh, They will blackmail, they will pester, they will annoy, they will go full on with the AFL. Um, to ensure that the game is there even if there's not a uh, a whole corporate outing there i believe that they will um let it all hang out in terms of making sure that the mcg is the host of this year's grand final they don't want to lose it once because that means that similar to the uh, the state of origin the, the rugby league then things start to eventuate and then people go shopping for other locations so i know it's uncertain times and unprecedented, unprecedented and all these sorts of things but uh they won't want to lose it. They're, um, they're a little bit arrogant with their, their big attractions and um, they'll want to keep it at all costs.
0: I love it. Um, Gents, I'm going to go my short pass to our raving fan base um who would have thought three gents just jumping on and talking absolute shit with no preparation uh would get as much traction as it has very very early in so four and a half thousand views is just a little bit ridiculous it's a bit nauseating when you think of uh, those um you know huge numbers so i want to thank you all uh, i know surprisingly we got a lot of indian fans so uh welcome indians welcome russians and uh, oh my goodness uh, it's, uh, only watching
1: is very very, very is Virat Kohli watching? He must have seen all the love I've given him on social media over the years.
0: I think so. Mate, I'm a big fan of Virat, to be Ooh. fair. I think uh, the way he goes about his game is very Australian-like. And, uh, look, a lot of Australians don't like it when someone gives a little bit of arrogance and backs it up as we like to play our game. But, yeah, my short pass goes to the fans. And just in time to wrap it up, Jan, it's always a pleasure. Um, Shane, Nick, see you next week at 7.30. We'll be uh, back. Check in
1: for- Thanks, Nathan. We're Go back, in, Nathan. Go in, Nico. See you, boys. Thank you. See you, guys.